Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 65, The Great Mouse Detective. Hello, Kristen. Cheerio, David. <laughs> hello, Allie. Top of the morning to you, David. <laughs> hello, listeners. I was going to say cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. The thing is, I thought of it, I was like, oh, when David says hi, I'm going to say cheerio. And then like a second later, I thought, wouldn't it be really funny <laughs> if Hallie was going to say cheerio and David goes to me first and I steal it from her, but never in my wildest dreams did I think that's what would come to fruition. Crazy. I'm upset. Good. Cheerio. We all got to say it, me and David. <laughs> you didn't. The Great Mouse Detective is a 1986 American animated mystery adventure film. It's directed by John Musker, Ron Clements, Dave Mishner, and Bernie Mattinson. Director facts! Yes. This is the first film directed by John Musker and Ron Clements, who also worked together on the story. Their second film was The Little Mermaid, and after that, Aladdin, Hercules, and Treasure Planet, as well as Princess and the Frog and Moana. Bernie Mattinson, meanwhile, started work in the mailroom at Disney in 1953 and is still, according to Wikipedia, with the company today, making him Disney's longest-serving employee by, I would assume, a lot. Wow. Though, what if there's some lady Bernie. who started, like, two weeks after him and has just been <laughs> waiting for him to retire since, like, she the 90s? She desperately wants to retire, but is like, I can't, I can't. She's the yeah. first suspect in the murder. Yeah, what a bummer for that lady. Man. She just wants, she just wants for one day to be Disney's longest serving employee. The Great Mouse Detective stars the voice talents of Vincent Price, Barry Ingham, Val Betton, Suzanne Palachik, Candy Candino, Diana Chesney, Eve Brenner, Alan Young, and Frank Welker. Actor facts. So I know Vincent Price from some of his old horror movies from like the 50s and 60s. And Frank Welker was a name that was familiar to me because he's been the voice of Fred Jones on Scooby-Doo yep. since its inception. Frank Welker is both Toby, the Basset Hound, and Felicia the Cat. Good for him. Yeah. Good for Frank. He's very good at the animal noises. Sometimes he voices Scooby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan Young, who plays Mr. Flaversham the Toymaker, was the voice of Scrooge McDuck for over 30 years That's in film... Young. Television and video games. Oh my god! That's Alan Young, Mr. Flaversham. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, Candy Candido, who played Fidget the Bat, had a film career dating back to 1934. He played an angry apple tree in The Wizard of Oz, and Fidget was his last and favorite film role. Angry apple tree, that's Fidget. That's Fidget. I mean, I'm sad it was his last, but I love when actors are like, this was my favorite role in the yeah. thing that I also like. Yeah. How could it not be his favorite? It's a bat. It's a bat. Bat. And finally, Melissa Manchester, who plays Miss Kitty Mouse, the cabaret <laughs> performer, is a Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter who actually wrote the song, Let Me Be Good to You, that she sings in the film. All right. Yeah, they, she, she did, she Very did well it all. Very well done. There you go. It's a great song. Little more Spanish. One of my favorite scenes. We'll get to that. <laughs> the, uh, the Great Mouse Detective 
was a critical and financial success for Disney, which, as the Wikipedia notes, was in, quote, sharp contrast to their previous animated film, The Black Cauldron. Yeah. It received two thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert, which maybe dates... Do you know who Siskel and Ebert are? Yeah. Do you know who Siskel and Ebert are? Yeah. They're my uncles. <laughs> Great. On my mother's side. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I remembered that you were like, this movie was good because it received good reviews and they'd been doing poorly. Yeah. And I told my dad and my sister this, and my sister was like, I... Are you sure about that? And I was like, I mean, Hallie said it, so take it with a grain of salt. And she's like, but like, there's no way Snow White wasn't doing well. And I'm like, you mean the movie that came out in the 40s? Where you're banking on something from 40 years ago? And she's like, but like, Cinderella. And I'm like, also, also, many, also many earlier. Yep, and she's like, I just, this. and she's like, but, but the princess movies. And I'm like, which Only came after, after this one. She's like, Little Mermaid. And I'm like... Immediately after. Shortly after. That was 89, I think? Yep. So I'm like, it, yeah. 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 And they they were kind of stumped. And I'm like, I mean, again, take it with a grain of salt. But it seems like Hallie may have been speaking some truth bits. I spoke a truth bit about it at The Black Cauldron. Not a good movie. Um... um Disney doesn't put the love and care they need to put into the animation. What? Is it actually about a cauldron? Mm-hmm. Kind of. I mean, it's Is the it like a Hocus Pocus thing? It's, I've there's, heard there's of witches. this movie. I know nothing about it. There's witches. The cauldron. Um, the cauldron can... Cauldron. 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 The cauldron. <laughs> you gotta, gotta pack your cauldron in your lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> can revive... Uh, dead soldiers into scary skeletons that Only move soldiers. really slowly. Well, that's what the Horned King is going to use him for. That's the villain. He sucks. He's very boring. He's going to take over the fantasy world, and the way to stop him is um, with a magic pig. The pig is really cute. Henwin. I love Henwin. All pigs are magic. Yeah, she's really cute, and she can tell the future. If you just hypnotize her, she falls into a little bowl. And then, and then the future happens. Scrying. Yeah, it's like scrying with a pig. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and then um, adventures ensue. Scrying with a pig sounds like someone's like autobiography. <laughs> you should make it yours. My magical occult life on the farm. <laughs> Fresh ingredients you can make in your cauldron. Yeah. You so make the ingredients in the cauldron. You don't you don't put them in there. You it makes stuff. Yeah, baking soda. You Classic cauldron baking soda. Of, uh, it's like a pot. You yeah, throw your flower pot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, they're my uncles. Yeah, uh, Siskel in particular called the film quote the most truly memorable animated feature in twenty five years. They both really liked it. The movie grossed $50 million off of its $14 million budget, and then, just like Morbius, was re-released a couple years later as The Adventures of the Great Mouse Detective, where it earned another $13 million. I'm trying to convince everyone that we should see Morbius, <laughs> which, as usual, I know nothing about except for, like, vague mentions of dismal failure on Twitter. I have so, like, morbid curiosity, pun intended. <laughs> but I will wait. Yeah, listeners... Tell us on Twitter if we should watch Morbius. 
in case it's been a while since you've seen it. The Great Mouse Detective is a story of Basil, both detective and mouse, and one of the greatest mouse minds in all of London. When the toy maker Hiram Flaversham is kidnapped, Olivia, the toy maker's young daughter, seeks the detective's help. At first, he is reluctant to take the case, but when he hears that Flaversham was kidnapped by a one-legged bat, sidekick to his arch-nemesis, Professor Radigan, Basil realizes that something sinister is afoot. Along with Dawson, a doctor who's just returned from Afghanistan, Afghanistan? <laughs> Stan? Afghanistan is America. Basil tracks Fidget the Bat to a toy store, where he's found to be stealing gears and soldier uniforms. Fidget, Fidget, kidnaps Olivia, maybe having a drink before starting. <laughs> Wasn't the best idea. Fidget kidnaps Olivia as well, and while in pursuit, Basil and Dawson fall into one of Radigan's traps. Will they escape their doom, or will they be shot, smashed, arrowed, and mousetrapped all at once? A climactic clock fight, a robot queen, and a fantastic villain song from Vincent Price, it's the Great Mouse Detective! Hell yeah it is! Listeners, in case you were unaware, this is one of my very favorite movies, even more than Anastasia, which we have already listened to. Or they, you we have, have already listened, listened to, to, maybe. We watched it. They've listened I to listened that to episode. I watched it. Maybe. Are maybe. You sure? I thought you watched it with... I mean, there was like a 10 time. second delay, because that's how I like things, but... <laughs> <laughs> Completely out of sync. Yeah. Quite the low on our levels. A metaphor. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we do the personality quiz? Yeah. Alright, well this is an important quiz, because Hallie's whole identity hinges on who she receives as an answer. So she has to go first. Did she choose the correct favorite dog? How about the ideal detective snack? And pizza topping. And pizza topping. And which animal she'd most like to communicate with. I liked and this quiz. This I quiz thought it was, was pretty fun. Yeah, and like and like unusual Disney pair you had to choose. That was fun. Yeah. There was no way to tell which answer went with which character. No. I try to appreciate it. I, uh, I was like, I can't. I like being complete, like just turn me around blindfolded. Yeah, shove me forward, and then I'll, I'll see where I end up. That's the way to find out. What'd you get? I got Basil. 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 I suspected you would because of reasons I will discuss later. Is it because you got Basil? Reasons I will discuss later. You're brilliant. You are someone who is tedious and never backs down. You appreciate being challenged and taking them on just make you sharper than you already <laughs> are. The description uh, lacks a certain je ne sais quoi, but I got Basil, the great mouse detective, a wonderful Disney character who does not get the love and appreciation he deserves from the community at large because Disney doesn't know what a gem they have on their hands. Yeah. So did you get Radigan? No, I got the best character. Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't yeah. like that. No, that's way worse than the other two things I was thinking. <laughs> you have a huge heart. Once again, these quizzes know that I'm the best of the best. I'm sure all people with huge hearts brag about that too. <laughs> You have a huge heart. You are always down to helping out others. Along with that, you're a bumbler. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they it chose to that item. Is that why you took Dawson? He's also just the best. I suspected you would get um, Basil, Basil because you're... 
that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, like I can see why Hallie sees herself in him. <laughs> like completely unfounded. <laughs> like trusted your own detective abilities. <laughs> <laughs> David, who did you think? I also wanted you to get Or Radigan. Olivia, because then we could have had Theo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I got Basil. I'm brilliant and tedious. <laughs> That's me. But see, I'm a little upset. Not alone and Basil bothers me. Does he bother you at times? They are just trying to get his attention with helpful clues that they have discovered. He didn't discover any clues. And then they're just like, hey, we have some important piece of information. He's like, shut up. I'm like, you're mean. You're disrespectful. He's not mean. He's a dick sometimes. But he's not mean at heart, which is why he's one of my favorite Sherlock Holmes adaptations as well. It wanted what Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes had. I disagree. But it didn't deliver. No, I haven't seen the Robert Downey Jr. ones in a long oh, time. Oh, they're wonderful. But, no, I've seen them, but I haven't seen them in a long time. But I don't remember liking them as much as this. But they're very different films. But Basil is one of, he's my favorite Sherlock. This film also brought about a question I have pondered at times in such animated things. And it genuinely confuses me. Why do mice and rats always hate each other in these things? I'm like, you guys are on the same team. You're like cousins. What are you going to do? Pick a fight with the gerbils next? Like, come on. It's easy, I guess. At least, like, cats and dogs, they have have some historical. Right? This is just like... We wanted mice, but bad. So it's delivering rats are bad propaganda. And I had two pet rats as a youth. So I take that offensively. I don't think that's a correct way to phrase it, but it's what I did. And it also has bats are bad propaganda. Okay. And as a well, person who loves bats, yeah, I so take that offensively. I was like, oh, there's a bat and he's a bad guy. So Kristen's going to be upset. Did not think about your pet rats. Tying into Radigan. Um, but you Wait, know where's who's the rat? It's just a big mouse. Just a mouse. A, a big mouse. mouse. Big mouse. Uh the rat is the fluffy one that eats the smaller mice. Also, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally when they threw him out, I was like, you know what? He's just like a happy drunk. He didn't he's gonna like see a bruise tomorrow, but it's fine. He's not even upset about it right now. And then he died. Oh Bartholomew. I'm afraid you've gone and upset me. That's what he says. So I know that was like a lot of thoughts all at once. That was a lot of thoughts. And I'm still hung up on Basil is annoying. Because, I mean, he is. Like, all Sherlock's have to be a little bit aggravating. But he aggravates me less than other Sherlock's. I think it's because he's so manic. Like, like he's so... Maybe manic is not the right word. I can never remember no, where manic is one of the ablest words that we're not supposed to be like. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't know if that's um, like a word I should be phasing out in my vocabulary. But um, he's like, I feel like a lot of Sherlock Holmes adaptations make him cold and standoffish and calculating. Because he's all logical. He's deduction. He's Sherlock Holmes. But like Basil is like all over the place and he's got so much energy, even with all that cold calculating logic. Like he's not... 
outwardly nice, but he is a kind person. If he did that but engaged with people in a more positive manner, even if they just like, hey, hold this real quick, and they're like, what? And then it starts to do something, and he's like, perfect, that's just what I wanted. But that's what he does! But he just like hands things to people, and they try to talk to him, and he's like, shut up, I'm detectiving. No. It's, it's, it's not done nicely. You describe like exactly what he does. Like, yes, he gives no, Dawson a whole bunch of pillows and then aims a gun at it. It's but the like, difference between talking with someone and talking No, but them. like, but he says, like, hold this, please, doctor. And then he has the whole, like, you're a doctor just returned from Afghanistan, where he deduces that whole thing. And then, like, and he's then, like, um, he is not, he's just busy because he thinks he's got Radigan this time. The little, the bullets and the rifling marks. I really liked that animation. Yeah, really cool animation, right? Good. With the bullets. It's just like, good. it's a treat to watch. A treat. A treat. A treat. Yeah. I really wanted to know what Radigan teaches. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is he tenured? Because they do a whole professor. It's not just a self-moniker. No, he's, he's Professor Radigan. He's Professor Radigan. What's his... Herbology. Herbology. Yeah. Some call that horticulture. <laughs> Not Radigan. Not Radigan. Because he knows so much about Basil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hated that. <laughs> Take it away. I do love that that Basil has a, a portrait yeah. of Radigan in his study. <laughs> he normally hangs on top of his, of his fireplace. And then yeah. Radigan has a more appropriate nemesis thing, which is the voodoo doll with a bunch of pins you know stuck what, in though? it. But he also records the song, which is hilarious. That was also, like, so there's a book called Carry On, and it's wonderful. And if anyone ever reads it, I guess this is like a slight spoiler. I don't think either of you guys are going to. But it's actually fun because there's a book called Fangirl, and she's a fangirl about characters in the Simon Snow series, which is like meant to be kind of a play on Harry Potter. And then the author actually wrote that series after yeah. writing Fangirl, so I thought that was fun. But there's Simon Snow and Baz... Last name, I don't remember. Yeah. They're roommates. They hate each other. But Simon is like obsessed with Baz. Like when Baz isn't there, he's like, where is he? Why isn't he like come back from like summer vacation yet? What's going on? And everyone's like, I don't know who cares where Baz is. And he's like, I do. I don't, but I do. And then they start dating because Simon <laughs> was like obsessed with Baz. And I'm like, you should have seen this coming. So when they had a whole portrait in okay. Basil's house and then Radigan had a clearly handmade little <laughs> I'm like, you're not... Okay. I'm just saying you guys are putting a lot of effort into this okay. to convince people that you hate each other. <laughs> just but get this out of the way. Radigan and Basil is a very popular ship. Yeah. Within the within the fan fiction slash fan art community. It unsettles me. I don't particularly like it, but it's I, it's there. The subtext is there if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna go that route. It is easily the most popular ship within the they're doing Fandom. a lot to try to convince me otherwise. <laughs> like, and why do they have to try so hard to convince me otherwise? Mm. I don't know, Kristen. I don't know. Mm. I don't like the ship personally, but I get it. And then you mm. soon have pictures of each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's also, I also feel like 
Radigan had to have sent that picture to Basil because it's like posed and he's like doing his his little his little smile. Completely normal just, behavior. Completely normal behavior. Yes. Basil just hate painted it. <laughs> This epic guy. Away from memory. The way that you do. Every time Radigan foils him, he's like, God damn it. And he paints more. <laughs> His poor little, like, assistant is just like, one of these days he's going to realize it. Any day now. Any day now. I stand by Basil as kind. He's not. We're running back to bat. Mean. He's very self-confident in his abilities, despite the fact that he did not find any of the clues in the movie. Okay, but he knew what to do with the clues. Well, okay, but that's also another thing I love, though, that, like, that, like... It's I, not just I feel like, show off, which is nice. Like, like, um... Watson, I think satire of, like, Sherlock Holmes tends to make Watson kind of bumbling. You're a bumbler. Oh, but, like, man. I love that, um... That, like... Basil's condescending in general, but I feel like he never means to talk down to Dot. He just talks down to everybody because that's who he is. He just talks person. down to everybody. But like, but not in like a. It, he's just too fast. He's going too fast, and he has no interest in catching people up with him because he's he's trying to go fast, like Sonic. But 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 in his brain, <laughs> and like I, I love that like the people who aren't Basil are the ones who find the clues. I. I lost it. I lost my words. What? They were never there. Um, when I was when I was younger, I guess I always knew that technically the movie only takes place in like twenty four hours, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but it feels like it feels like Dawson and Basil have been together forever as like a little partnership, and I feel like it's really natural at the end. He's yeah. like, but I thought, but I thought, and then and then they're partners now, and that's fun and that's good, and I love it. And they get along really well. And like uh, Dawson's like, oh, you want me to come? And I was like, ha, I should think a stout-hearted lad like you would leap at the chance for adventure. It's fun. Yeah. He puts a lot of credit in Dawson. It he feels does. like it feels like the ending would have tied right into the animated series, Basil yeah, and Dawson. It really, really does, doesn't which it? It doesn't exist. It really it fucking doesn't does exist. feel like it could tie into a Basil and Dawson series. See, by the end. Like, he does have his own little, like, redemption thing. You see that he cares. And I did like that instead of calling her by her correct last name, which is, I think, what people might expect to be the trajectory, yeah. where he keeps messing it up and then he gets it right. He, like, intentionally gets it wrong again, and she, like, makes a face, but then she knows. I actually... So I like that. It didn't occur to me that he was doing it on purpose until very, very recently. I always thought he just genuinely could not remember her last name. But then it was brought up to me by my friend Ari, who I reference on this podcast all Bye. the time. Like, oh, I love this doing that purpose. And I was like, oh, I've never read it that way. But it's a very kind thing for him to do. Plus, this movie has a wonderful, a wonderful man who does not want to befriend children, befriends a child stories, which are always very good. I love Basil and Olivia. That is also a ship in the fandom, not a good ship. I'll fight that one very, very hard. Yeah, that's, you're all looking at me like, what? That's, it's that's like, a, yeah. A, that's a no. I don't want to shame people for ships because, like, whatever. But, also, but, but, but that one's bad. <laughs> so, like, when she grows up, there's always a time skip, but it's but still, still weird. That's weird. It's still weird, and I don't care for it. But as, as just what they are in the movie, Mr. Basil and Olivia, love them. That's, that's a no for me, though. Yeah, that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> 
That's a pass. That's no badigan. That's what? <laughs> no badigan. They said no baggin. <laughs> no baggin. No bag that one. No, this is no badigan. Basil and Radigan. Radigan? No, we haven't discussed those two, but sure, fine. No. Once after a drunk evening, but never again. (laughs) (laughs) The community actually, they have one, but I don't know what it is. It should be Razzle. The only downside is someone's going to read that and be like, Razzle? Razzle. Did you misspell Raisin? No. It's Razzle. Give him the old razzle dazzle. Legally, that line has to appear at least one time in every <laughs> razzle fanfic. Yeah. Disney says so. That'll be in the Basil and Dawson show that they should make. Yeah. And the Radigan's still no. Radigan would have survived. It's a falling death. Yeah, you know, he's still alive. Yeah, it's fine. You don't see him fall. No, you see him fall. You see him fall. Although, you see that. I think I told you about the scene in Tarzan that had to be like, spe- like someone had to identify it to me. Have you seen Tarzan? No. You mean how that villain dies? What? You mean how that villain dies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like visually, I yeah. never picked it. Like I caught onto it like with logic, but like they, they explain it visually. Never noticed it. Never someone noticed. had to tell me mm. when I was like in college. So... I don't remember when that movie came out. 2002? One? Zero? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. But I'm just saying, you don't see a plot could have survived. This stems, it just it just baffles me that of all the Disney properties that have gotten like spin-offs and stuff, like this is such an easy one to do. <laughs> Mystery of the week. Lightning and made her live off. <laughs> like, why to make it one? This is a, this is be a good mystery. What? 99. 99. 99. <laughs> you haven't seen Tarzan? We have to put that on the list. I haven't seen Hercules either, which I realized. Hercules is actually going, pretty decent. Mm-hmm. As I was talking about the movies by Musker and Clements. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen Treasure Planet. A Fire. fabulous duo. Treasure Planet's great. Glad this was their first one. Haven't seen Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Holds up. Yeah. Catch up, David. Yeah, man. That's that's the that's the podcast. Hey. Hey. That's what we're doing. We so what's Rannigan's deal about being a rat? I don't know, but I like it. Probably the rats are bad stigma that they're floating around so blatantly in all these movies, and I'm really against it. <laughs> I would be a one-woman picketer outside Disney and be like, rats are good. And I just would have pictures of my little rats. they'll be like, look at these faces. <laughs> we gave you ratatouille and they'll kick you out. Something to reply. Retaliation. Gotta address that one. Shove that it does, real it does certainly come in handy that Radigan is like, Three times the size of everyone else. I know. Like and when they have the fight at the end, he just like destroys Basil. Yeah, and I love yeah. that fight because Basil gets destroyed. It sounds counterintuitive, but I think it's very cool that like you also wanted the this the storyboard of when his spirit was. Broken. No, well, okay. I think I think it's a good scene, but like and but you like, love when he gets beat up. No, but it's a cool fight because Basil doesn't get 
a single hit in. It's not even, it's not really a fight. It's just like a, it's just like a massacre, really. So it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's like scary. And it's a little bit like, oh, Basil's just signed a death warrant. That's how, that's yeah. how this is going. Yeah. It's not, it's not a fisticuffs thing. Yeah. Um, and he solves it like, I mean, I guess he uses his smarts to use the like another thing. But also it's just kind of, it's just kind of luck that it yeah. all worked out that way, which I... I don't know. I love it. it. Makes it very like exciting and adventurous, you know. And I really love the clock scene, and I love the way he falls. And we all know Basil's gonna be fine after that scene because it's like it's, like, it's a Disney movie. But like they hold it for a while, and Olivia starts to cry, and just it's a good scene. As I mentioned, love that scene. I was distracted at the end of the movie. <laughs> Where did that spinning thing come from? Or did the he color? just like have that? Oh, it's on the back of the uh, of Radigan's balloon. That's what that Radigan was peddling. The, but dirigi- then the, balloon, the dirigible. The dirigible. Thing. Yeah, that's what they're called. Okay. And then it fell this way when it hit the clock. Which was the first time 3D and 2D animation were used together in one scene. I read that. Inside that clock. Yeah. Good for Great Mouse Detective. It's a really good. Uh, it's just really good, guys. I just really like it. Yeah. It makes me very happy. If there were clock animation cells, like I'd buy those so fast. Yeah. For thousands of dollars. Yeah. Probably for I some didn't... gears. Some gears. <laughs> yeah. Get some, some animated gears. Next? I didn't see any. Can we get some animated uniforms? Yeah. Gonna get the girl. It is the Queen's Jubilee. The Queen's Diamond Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> the diamond. <laughs> we'll have your head. Platinum Jubilee happening right now. It's something. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised that Liz is still <laughs> big. Liz is still, and I don't mean that in really. a bad way. I just mean like no one's seen her, and they did that whole like she's entering a new phase in her life, and everyone's like, "That's code for she died," but we don't want her reign to end at sixty nine years because the internet. Because there will be lots of jokes about that. So when did she was see? alive and well, I was like, "Liz, look at you!" Did a video with Paddington. Yeah. I did not. That's wonderful. I'll have to watch. Like, recently? Yeah. Like, still kicking Liz? Not previously kicking Liz? <laughs> I believe I believe it is still kicking Liz. Still it just came Liz? out recently. Or I only saw it recently. It might be older. I'm pretty sure it's new. Queen and Paddington. When my nephew saw this movie for the first time? Two days ago. At the tender age of approximately three, he um, really, he was confused about Radigan's MO. He had, he had to have me explain what Radigan's plan was. I was like, you see, it's very nefarious. It's very good. He's going to use a robot that is clearly a robot to impersonate the queen and peacefully transition the power over to him. It's a good plan. Yeah. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. I like the music to play when the robot does its robot stuff. The real question we should be asking ourselves is why a queen doesn't allow a horticulture professor to have the throne. Just by default. By default. I think that's the one thing that was holding her back. The one thing? The one thing. You could ask her. I can. Yeah. I'll be with her in Paddington next week. So. Okay. Well, then ask her why isn't a horticulture professor? Why? King. Why isn't he in charge? What's going on? Say it exactly like that. 
Doing <laughs> so, Queen, got a question for you. What's going <laughs> on? So, Hallie, yeah. you mentioned the cabaret scene as one of Cabar- your favorites. Cabaret, yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, well, it's mostly because I didn't realize what it was until I was older, as I'm sure many people who have seen this movie uh, understand. Have either experienced if they had seen the movie when they were younger, or understand how you wouldn't know what that was until you were older. But, like, it's barely even subtext. Like, no. one, of the, like <laughs> one, of the, one of the lines is like, I'll take off my blues. And it's like, oh yeah, she's just gonna... I don't think it's even like blooms. I swear one line just said like take off my clothes and I was like This is a children's blooms. Maybe I just misheard. Uh it's just like what's it called? Let me be good to you. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's just I guess it's kind of fun being an adult. I heard the beginning. No, you didn't. Being an adult. I disagree, but continue. (laughs) And, And like Oh, they're in like, like they actually made a CD pub when they had when they had to go find the CD pub at the only spot where the sewer connects to the waterfront, and they made they made the CD pub. They did it. Like they get drugged there in addition to watching a stripper show. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not it's not just like we drew a lot of mice with guns in the background and knives. It's it's CD. She does say blues. blues. What? She does say blues. 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 Oh, was it blues? I thought it was blooms with an M. No. I also like heard, bloomers? I also heard clothes. Oh. Blues. Yeah. Okay, but we're pretty clear what the meaning of that line is anyway. Yeah, I guess so. But she is wearing blue. She is wearing yeah. blue. Yeah. So. So there you have it. There you have it. Yeah. It's just, it's such a random scene, and I feel really bad for the poor octopus and the frogs yeah. who got booed off the stage for doing lovely acts, but, you know, they're not a sexy girl mouse, so, sad. Maybe they took off all their blues. Doing their best. It's also just, it's a good song. Yeah. I, uh, like, I don't know too much about the history of animation, but... It did feel sort of in line with a lot of the Warner Brothers cartoons I watched from, like, the 40s and 50s, as far as, like, quote-unquote, like, adult content. Like, like concerned. Edgier, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, there's a fair number of people that are smoking or drinking or, yeah. like, I can't, you know, cabaret performances or strippers and Bugs Bunny yeah. cartoons, too, where, like, whenever, like, a pretty lady goes by and someone, like, turns into a wolf or, like, yeah. wolf whistles at them or whatever, it's like, I don't know. I, I sort of wondered if there's any thought in, like, a moral panic sort of way as to like who the audience of the film is going to be. Though I do remember there being some pretty crazy stuff in like PG rated movies from the yeah, 80s and early I mean, 90s. So like probably not. I'm trying to think of like there's some there's some stuff in the old uh Disney's. I'm trying to Yeah. Go through my I don't know. I, think... I don't think there's anything quite like this scene though, but it's all it's not like it's not like all right, kids, we're going to make it dark and edgy. Like, I feel yeah. like they've done with a lot of things now, yeah. it, nowadays. It's just like, I don't, I don't know, it's a seedy bar, and you don't realize that until you're an adult. Right. How, like, how, quote-unquote, dangerous it is, but also just like, oh, this is clearly for adults. Like, Yeah, I was sort of wondering, like, like, there's always been 
some sort of like you know morality or like think of the kids like I feel like yeah. that's gone on for a long time but like having grown up as millennials with the like the Christian kind of right flipping out about literally everything yeah. fun a child might get their hands on for the past 30 years yeah. like maybe it's maybe there was a break at some point and like it's only become yes Kristen I was going to say PG-13 ratings weren't around until 1984. I just looked mm. at the actual release date because of the, in part, because of the movie Gremlins. Gremlins. I feel like I knew that. I don't know yeah. if I've seen Gremlins. I've never seen Gremlins, but okay. that was back when they had G, PG, and R. Mm. And so this movie fell into the PG category, and then all the promos for it showed them when they are cute little things, and it made it seem like a family fun friendly movie so people brought their kids to see it the gremlins turned evil and kids were like terrified yeah. and people were like how did this slide and we're like well we have pg or r and it didn't meet the r qualifications so then they i think it was already like gears were in motion because there's only a month between when gremlins was released and when the pg-13 rating came out mm. but it was sped along yeah. by gremlins i get a point go. thanks gremlins Thanks, Gremlins. I get a point. I can't point, believe that. Point for Kristen. Um, trailers showed what Gremlins. Well, I'm sure the trailers did the thing where it's like, just don't feed them after midnight or whatever it is that you yeah. have to do. Yeah. I haven't seen Gremlins. Mm -hmm. And people were probably like, oh, are they going to get a belly ache? I don't know. <laughs> people were exactly just like, like don't. They were like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. People don't read subtext a lot. So. So. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the movie, but Gremlins. There were a couple there were a couple like PG rated movies that we got from the local video store when I was like seven or eight that were definitely not appropriate for children, <laughs> but they were PG because it was the very early nineties and that's I don't know. That's just mm -hmm. what they were rated when they were older movies so yeah interesting yeah i would be interested to know a little bit more about that especially in the context of like animation but i I'm did read on imdb um and i had not reached this scene yet though so i was slightly confused but apparently there was a little bit of like can she be singing this can she be doing this <laughs> And they said that it was fine because she's a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> that feels Let's that, see. That get, away with, get away with a lot when you're a mouse. Where did it go? I just think it's really interesting that it's in here because, like, it, it adds to the ambiance in a, in, a, in, a, in a unique way. And it's not like it doesn't serve to move the scene forward because it's obvious in the back while Basil like sees Fidget or whatever and then mm -hmm. Dawson has been drugged and him like going on the stage and falling off starts the brawl where they get away. So it's not like it doesn't serve a purpose. It's just like, wow, they really went there. They made a cabaret. The Let Me Be Good To You segment was almost cut because, although brief, the lyrics and some animation was considered too risque for a Disney animated family film. The animators avoided a PG rating and got the scene 
Oh, okay, yeah. Avoided a PG rating and got the scene kept in by appealing to the censors on the grounds that the segment was a cabaret song and harmless in lyrics, and because the character animated singing it was a mouse, not a human, <laughs> and thus not questionable. <laughs> They've got a point. Mice can't seduce people. Nope. It's fine. It's true. Never. I mean, I found that on IMDb, and I don't know. Yeah. No, no sources were cited, so. Yeah. Also, sorry to the person on IMDb who I just, like, read your thing. I did your sources or your name. I could, I could cite you. What else should we talk about? We haven't talked about Olivia yet. We haven't. And how cute she is. She's very cute. She's very cute. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that sometimes it felt like she was talking with an accent that I couldn't discern. <laughs> it is kind of a... It's like child British, but like child you, British, but there's something else mixed in there. And I don't like there's know maybe what. a little bit of Scottish, because I think they're supposed to be Scottish. He's Scottish. Yeah. I think, I think maybe Scottish. she yeah. was British, and then periodically they'd be like, oh, God, right, Scottish. <laughs> Haggis. Haggis. That's how you get back into the Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like to do Australian. You'd be like, good eye, Mike. And then for Scottish, you do Haggis. <laughs> I love that. Go ahead. Uh, Olivia Flabersham is the one and only film role that Suzanne Polachek ever did. Maybe she wanted it that way. Well, no, she sad. may have. Like, I'm sad because she I really did. like her voice, and she did wonderfully, so she is talented enough to have done other projects. But it also pleases me when, like, a total random unknown person does a voice. And, like, this is, this is you know, like... A very random unknown voice and she didn't go on to do anything else they were just like hey you sound like a cute mouse she did it once and was like that was fun bucket list i'm done now she's so good she's also in something called once upon a halloween which uses some archive footage that includes the flabbershams what what i don't know is it like nikki's once upon a halloween the poster the poster looks like it's in now. Romanian. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> Intriguing. Um, Speaking. On the night before Halloween, the evil queen plans to conquer Halloween and asks mm. her cauldron to show several villains to help her in her plan. Just that's, to show well, the villains? Just like... That's, uh, that's what it does. This is it's the like cauldron, cauldron that makes baking soda? Yeah. The, the one and the same. <laughs> One and only. This is, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of information about this. I don't know. You have to send that to the Discord as well. Okay. So I can follow up on this. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, this is the one and only role for, uh, for this voice actress. Good for her. I mean, if she wanted other roles, then I am sad. Saw her great voice talent but if that's the way she wanted it i'm happy for you suzanne um yeah. i love that olivia isn't overtly girly like she's got the little bow but that's actually like the only like girly detail like they didn't really they gave her big eyes but children just have those so yeah it, it wasn't like eyelashes like how the cabaret mouse is distinctly female yes. like she's not anthropomorphized to a huge extent the doll that I'm holding is not actually a good representation of Olivia Flavisham. But her outfit is real cute. 
It is really cute. Yeah. With her little coat in her hand. Yeah. She's just adorable. And I love that she doesn't take any bad little shit. I like that she just like stuck her arms out like lift me down. I know. And he begrudgingly did it, but she she knew all along. He rolls his eyes. And then panics because he doesn't reach out far enough, and then he has to readjust that. It's just a cute moment that I like. It turns out she was only eight years old when she recorded her lines in London while the other stars were in Burbank. Bless her. real Londonite. Bless that eight-year-old Londonite yeah. doing a London slash she maybe Scottish accents. What is she what up I, to? That's what I've been looking for. Tell me. It did say that... Um, it said that she was going to be in Tinkerbell and the Secret of the Wings as the narrator, but I don't see... That on her Wikipedia, uh, not her Wikipedia, on her IMDb. And she went by a different name. Possibly. Or there isn't a narrator. Is I... that like the 3D Tinkerbell? It's the 2012 one. Yeah, that's probably that's the 3D Tinkerbell. It's yeah. 3D With her Tinkerbell. fairy friends. Yeah. You should add the live action Peter Pan. If it's not already on. The best one. Well, is that the only way I can think of to describe the live-action one that I know is in very generic Peter Pan terms? Such as, Wendy wears a white nightgown. And yeah, she does that. And Where's she's got, like, long wavy She's got long wavy, yeah. It's like a light on brown. One. Like a light golden brown. Light golden dark brown. blonde. Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> 2004? Three. Three. Wait. Yeah, two thousand three. Have you seen? That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That has to be added to the list. Have you seen Hook? I might have seen it when I was like a wee wee sprout, but if I did, that was the only time. Yeah. Never and I remember once. nothing. You've never seen Hook? Never all at once. Never all at once. Just in bits. You're doing your your finger. I'm. I'm... Your I'm scheming. I'm doing the scheming fingers. Yeah, there we go. That's what they're called. Scheming fingers. <laughs> yeah. Hook is... I haven't seen Hook in a long time. I have no idea if it holds up. I remember I being people like very, people very good. Generally love Hook. Right? I yeah. hear good things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it holds up. I remember it being very good. Add it to the list. Okay. Peter Pan. You could add Hook, I guess. But I'm talking about Peter Pan live action 2003. Okay. This moment. Yeah, Olivia. I didn't say yeah. anything about her. She's Olivia. cute. I like her. <laughs> That's it. Good statement. Well, but she's all no, like... I like, I like the scene where um, she's in the bottle, and then they, they're like, Olivia, and then it's Fidget. Yeah. <laughs> it's like her coat. Yeah. And Fidget's, Fidget's, like, springs the trap. He doesn't spring the trap, but the trap is sprung. Yeah. Because it's a bat. It's and a bat. Not a mouse. A mouse. Surprise. Surprise. Basil. And then Basil gets sad. I just think that scene is good. For someone who sees herself in Basil. <laughs> well, okay. Good. No, no. But like, but like, it's like, you have to have the breaking down moment before you have the, the opposite of that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Like, that's like, like, I think it's good because of the way 
specifically the way they animate like his shoulders going up he's like all scrunched and then he's not and then he like lets it go and then he's all sad and scraggly i just think that's a really good physicality that they animated and it's very very good but we're talking about olivia who is yeah. wonderful i like that um oh she's just real feisty you know she's like i'm gonna go find this detective i read about in the paper and he's going to get my daddy back and i like that she breaks basil's violin and um charms basil because she is a cute charming little girl into liking at least this child and and um I don't know, like, she's technically kidnapped twice, but I never really get, like, a damsel in distress vibe. Possibly because she's a child, and it's different when it's a child who's been kidnapped. Basil tells her not to make a sound when they go into the toy thing, mm -hmm. and she doesn't say a single line. And she doesn't, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. IMDb told me that I'm not smart. <laughs> I did not think <laughs> that just, on my You could have just went with it. I am not a fraud. Dawson would never. I would never. We are one in the same. One of those things is true. We are one in the same. It's not that one. I'm very upset that you got Dawson. It didn't occur to me that you would. I <laughs> honestly you know who I really thought I was going to get in my heart of hearts? The cat. <laughs> Felicia. And I don't know why, but I was just like, that's the way this is going to go. That's the way the cookie crumbles. You're the... Punishment. <laughs> the big hungry cat. Yeah. Um, 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 I liked the bat whose name I can't remember. Fidget. Like, I always remember that it begins with an F, but I always want to call him Flanagan. And I don't know why. But Fidget. I know it's not right. Fidget. I liked him. I liked his weird little voice. Yeah. And his little, like, walking. He's like, I got the gears. I got gears. I got gears. I got uniforms. Oh, I got a lot of uniforms. And I'm like, yeah, sure do, buddy. <laughs> Good for you, little man. When I, I was, like, writing a text to you when he was being fed to the cat, I was like, so I have to watch the bat die? And then I'm like, oh, he's still making noises. All right. Yeah. All right. And then he, you know, came back out. But then out. when he got like almost got got at the end, I was like, yeah. when they push him out of the boat, yeah. but he falls in the water, so you know it's fine. He falls in the water, but I was like, don't, don't hurt my little I bat friends. Fly. I can't fly, I can't fly. You can tell me about my friend uh, Flanagan. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a popular late 1960s U.S. television series called Gentle Ben about a talking bear. Guess who played the voice of the talking bear? Flanagan! <laughs> yes, it was Candy Candido, the voice of Fidget, also the voice of the talking bear. That Gentle is wonderful. Ben. Someone's doing the voice of a bear and a bat. They're living their dream. Yeah. Happy for Candy. Um, there's an artist I follow on Instagram who is putting out her first ever like illustrated children's book. And I guess I could get it for the child in my life, but I don't want to because I like her art and it's called I'm Not Scary and it's about a bat. <laughs> I really just want to get it for myself. You're allowed to do that. I might. You, you could get two copies. I could get nine copies. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Bats are great. It's just that Fidget happens to be a bat. 
and is this weird uh, little shenanigans. It's weird little, little shoe. Peg. He, I like his little hat. Yeah. And I like that he's he's still like a cute bat. He's got sort of like the scrunch face of like the common brown bat, the small brown bat. But you know, this he his does. bat is black. He does have that little face. Little face. Yeah. They talk about his face. You like legally have to do that. Because <laughs> you scrunch your face and then you're like showing that the face is scrunched. Yeah. I don't know. No. I... No. <laughs> No. Why are you bending your fingers? How are you doing that? <laughs> Look, this is straight as little gold. <laughs> I can keep him that straight and then just like turn it to so that it's, it's a lower. My wrist won't go that far. We've yeah. been over this. You have weird wrists. You have weird wrists. Maybe that's true. You don't get to make fun of me for it. Oh. I'm suffering consequences. <laughs> See, I think David's doing it. I don't know why it's so hard for you. <laughs> You're curving. David's not curving. Gotta keep him real yes. straight. Yeah, I do like Dawson. He, like, I, I think I can go with Basil. Like, hard to say that Basil is like, unequivocally nice okay but like yeah he, he can be self-centered yeah but like he usually will recognize that he has been self-centered and like yeah. walk it back and be like okay no you're right i should be nicer to you or helpful or whatever. yeah like usually he'll recognize when he's like because he does go like a mile a minute and then he'll be like oh no gotta pull that back I've gotten ahead of yeah. myself. But Dawson is just like the sweetest all the time. Dawson's just nice. He never has a single moment except when he's about to yell at Basil in the mousetrap and his eyes go red. Yeah. Also a wonderful scene. I do I love I love when um when Basil's yelling as Olivia's been taken. Dawson is clearly like feeling guilty and sad about it. And then Basil does walk it back. He's like, oh mm, I hurt his feelings. And then he says some like apologetic, reassuring things. It's not entirely hopeless, but then we'll get to back. And then I and then I do I like when Dawson yells at Basil. Uh, that mousetrap scene is also excellent, and I love how extra the death trap is because it's like six different death modalities, and he beats all of them with math. What? One thing that I found to be very charming about the movie is that there were also humans. So like when little Dawson just gets off the little carriage with yeah. his little tiny umbrella, I was like, <sighs> and then and then she's in a boot. She's in a, and a little boot. house, sitting on top of like liver pills hole and. Also, yeah, it said liver pills, and I was like, <laughs> liver pills, and my mom, without looking up, just went, "Yep." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> No, no elaboration. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I like, because I mean, it's fun when you have things like Zootopia where everyone there is the animal. But I also like when there are humans and, but there's also like little animals living their own little lives. Squirrels. Yeah. They're the mouse Sherlock and Watson because Sherlock and Watson show up. Yeah. Mouse Sherlock. There it is. There it is. Where are you going with it? <laughs> In um in the book series, they just straight up do live underneath Holmes's apartment, but they call it like Holmes Town or Holmes Village or something like that. Well, they live at twenty two and a half. 
Yeah, yeah, twenty five Baker Street in the yeah. in the movie, which I prefer. But twenty two and a half. It's really cute. In the book, they have a whole mouse community. Sherlock Holmes was on Baker Street. What? Sherlock Holmes was on Baker Street. Yeah. I went to his house when I was in London. It was a very underwhelming tour. If it was Basil's house, it wouldn't have been. I can't fit there. <laughs> the shrink ray was broken that week. Why I have spent years trying to forget this. <laughs> years. You brought it back up. I feel like I cut you off. And you, you did. It. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, what were you saying? In and the David movie, Hall, they're they're trying to trying to more than Hallie does. No, I, I like that scene too, where the... We get to see like the silhouettes of like we yeah. know who it is, but yeah. like we never like see them. Mm. And there's never like you never see more than like a foot or a shoe. Yeah, that's it's great. Of a person. But just kind of around. Yeah, I like I do like that coexisting thing as well. That was it. It's good stuff. Little tiny umbrella. Little tiny umbrella. And then um I was thinking, I'm like really hard to make a tiny umbrella. <laughs> like, I got a lot, I got distracted from the <laughs> movie because I was just umbrellas. like, but I was like, it's so tiny. They have really mouse manufacturers. They have a mouse queen. Yeah, they, they have, have a whole, they have a whole so mouse, mouse society. But then that's what I was like. What about a mouse violin? But then I was yeah. like, it is, it's just mouse. So to them, that's that's just an umbrella. It's just a regular just umbrella. And they'd be like, why are you so amazed at this regular-sized umbrella? And then they'd be like, ah, Dawson, you good-hearted mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't really talk that much about Radigan. No, but we should, because he's the world's greatest criminal. He reminded me of someone, but I don't know who. Interesting. Another character, but I can't quite place it. Maybe mm-hmm. one day it'll come to me. But I was like, he's, he's someone. He sure Not is. just Radigan. He's Radigan plus mystery. Blank. Mystery. Blank. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, I already, I already mentioned that he's good at fighting. I was surprised that, like, that wasn't more of his MO. <laughs> just, he's just beating people up. Punching the little mice, because... Yeah. The He's guys who are really in charge have other people to do that. That's true. true. He just went What was the, um, he has one, like, lizard sidekick? Yeah. What is that? Everybody's it's confused a about the lizard sidekick. He just wants to be accepted. Yeah. Why are you, you anti-lizard? Question no, I mean, every I'm lizard. very pro-lizard. I just wasn't sure what kind of lizard he was supposed to be. Just okay, that's an offensive man. question. No, it's not. Yeah. He's their friend. What kind of lizard someone is. Skink. Skink. Salamander. That's not even a lizard, that's an amphibian. Okay, wow. I bet there's an answer on Google. You know, this is not who I was thinking of. You know. I hate you. Um, (laughs) When you were. Little Bell. it kind of made me think of the Devil Wears Prada because Miranda Priestly doesn't like scare people 
with like the big yells and everything. She speaks very quietly and then she just sort of dismisses you. And I like that they had this boisterous moment beforehand where they're all singing this song, they're all getting, you know, kind of crazy. And then the thing that they're the most afraid of is like he pulls out this little bell and then he rings it. And obviously, um, you know, having a cat come murder you is not the same as Miranda Priestley's disappointment. <laughs> but I like the use of you seem like this big character and then it's just a little tiny soft thing that people are afraid of. Isn't it cool? He's a good villain. That's why. And that's yes. an excellent scene. Um, the wizard's name is Bill. He also appears in Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. How's about that? Yeah. And a couple other things like Roger Rabbit. But they were like, hey, you know what? He's friends with the mouses. The mice? The mouses. 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 Mice. That's his name. But Radigan has a banger of a song. This movie's a little confusing in that there are only three songs. And it's not like a full musical. It doesn't need to be because it's perfect as is. But I also wouldn't say no to more songs. Because I like all the songs in this movie. Yeah. But World's Greatest Criminal Mind is a banger. It is. It's a pretty good villain song. Yeah. Villains get good songs. They get they get the most fun songs. I am ecstatic for when Splash Mountain becomes Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. and that top level has got to be Doctor Facilier's yeah. thing. Oh, when that opens, I'll go on and be like, "Ah, oh, well, <laughs> I did it." <laughs> Can cross that off the list. Did you know that the voice of Sherlock Holmes is played by Basil Rathbone? I did. That's what he's named after. Yeah. There's a, I think it was probably a radio drama or something of a Mm. Sherlock Holmes story in which Basil Rathbone, the actor, played it and they just used his voice in the movie. Did you know that I once had a dog named Basil? I don't like that. I also that. Don't know if you're telling the truth or not. I did. What kind of dog? Shih Tzu. Why Basil? Faulty Towers. What? This Faulty <laughs> Towers? <laughs> the main character in Faulty Towers is Basil. Okay, but Basil Faulty. That is, I've seen Faulty Towers. Yeah. Basil. Basil. My little Shih Tzu's namesake. But what? But I still don't know what a Faulty it's a, Towers it's is. It's a British television series. John Cleese! With John Cleese. <laughs> okay. Say the thing you said about Basil Rathbone again. He played Sherlock Holmes in what I assume was a radio drama, and they used his voice from that radio drama as part of the dialogue in the film. Oh, as part of what the human Sherlock says? Yeah, when when you get to see like the the silhouette of Sherlock and Watson, they use voice samples from the actual... What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they use the voice samples from the actual, like, recording of the Sherlock Holmes story called the Red-Headed League. I love that. That makes me very happy. I stretched as far as you did. I did. I was very good. It felt really nice. What? That was very good. Yeah, I could tell and it infuriated me. Very bad at it. The one thing I like consistently got presidential. Did not have to try. Shuttle I, run is my 
Did that you was where you had to or run and then you had to pick up the thing and then yeah. set it down and then run back over, pick up the other okay. thing and then just run across. It's very stressful to have to pick something up while you're running and then yeah. put it down and then do it all again. I'm not good at the fast little pivots. Yeah. I'm good at sitting in reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have to climb a rope? No. We had to climb ropes when I was in elementary school. Did it have knots in it at mm-hmm. least? Okay. That's a lot of core work. It is. Like, yeah, it's very hard. I want to try. Not, not good at rope climbing. I used to be. Did really you guys good. have to do? This came up in uh, a Twitch chat I was in. Did you have to do line dancing in elementary school? We did it once. Yeah, not as a unit, but it was like a mini unit. We spent like a week or so on it. I think did you so. Do dancing or square dancing or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we did square dancing. That was part of like sixth grade gym. I don't know yeah. why that was sixth grade or why I remember Mine it. Mine was but fifth grade. We had to do a little bit in elementary grade. school and a little bit in middle school. Yeah. Okay. And maybe we did do it in elementary school. And I just we had to do the Macarena remember. as well. You we went to Shoal School. I still probably know how to do the Macarena. When I was a young one and I was going to kinder care, we had a... Um, Oh God! What's it called? Electric slide dance competition yeah. at we had to do that Elementary school too. And it was set to the song "Africa" by Toto because one of the people who worked at Kinder Care loved that song, and so she played it over and over and over. And we learned how to do the electric slide to it, and then we had a competition, and I came in fourth. Out of how many? I don't know. Was it four? No, it was okay. More than four. Okay. I did like decently, but I was mad because this girl who won, she was not doing a good electric slide. Did you mm. call her up? No. Tell her, hey, remember that electric slide? I probably did. just would have said I was being mean. Mm. Walking away. Yeah. Never heard a goal. No, you don't. Beth. I do not agree. With at least 30% of your personality quiz results. Including this one. I don't like that you've taken Dawson. Do you know? Who would I have been? I don't know. The mouse. Not not the the mouse. There are many mice. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I really thought it was going to be that. Would have been great. That would have been poetry. There's some songs that came out when I was in middle school or high school that I I don't even really like, but I'm sure I could sing all of it. Yeah. yeah. All Star. You don't like All Star? No. Why? It's a masterpiece. No. It is, though. No. But I could probably sing all of it. <laughs> I can still sing. The, my fifth grade play was Alice in Wonderland, and my friend was the White Rabbit, and we had to hear that over and over and over as she was practicing all her different things. And uh, I still know every word of that song, you and I will remember it forever. You could have been her understudy. No, I am not good at singing. Or Fair enough. being in front of people. Or acting. Also or any enough. of the things required <laughs> performances. <laughs> I had to learn the uh, to be or not to be speech in sixth grade. Still know it. I bet you love having that knowledge rattling around your brain. In seventh grade, we had to learn. 
What's this called? I don't. What are you seeing? <laughs> it's like in history class. Sing it has something it to do with like the Constitution. I have no idea what you're talking about. But there's like a specific like oh, name for thing? it. I don't know the states. And that's good. I don't feel like going through this. You have to. I don't believe that you know it. George, uh, <laughs> Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Shire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania. South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Iowa. There, that's all. It's the preamble. Great. I'm gonna play it. You had to recite it. You could just talk it, but you had the option to sing it. I would never sing it for anyone. Betsy. Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah. I like this state song better. Did you do that hand motion? From the Obviously. stands? Obviously. I didn't have little stands. It was a history classroom. <laughs> I thought this was a performance. No. I thought you performed this for me. We had to memorize it, though. Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> Great Mouse Detective. Talking about Radigan, the world's greatest criminal mind. Mm. Radigan. Name a greater criminal mind. Yeah, man. This is not an example, but I don't know why. The first thing that came to mind was the village and Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> Okay, a better criminal mastermind. Don't look. You can't. I can't. I don't do well when I'm put on the spot. Even you liked Radigan because he's Vincent Price and you enjoyed Vincent Price. I do. My mom was like, oh, I know that voice. That's Vincent Price. And I'm yeah. like, who? I don't know who that is. He was big in the horror genre. He did a lot of, um, like, 50s and 60s kind of horror movie stuff. I don't know if you would recognize any of the things that he was in. He was in House on Haunted Hill. He was on the original The, the Fly, The Last Man on Earth, Theater of Blood. Ooh, I like to think of that one. Um, and he did a couple of like Edgar Allan Poe things. Um, House, of, House of Usher, Pit in the Pendulum, Mask of the Red Death. You know, I'm very intrigued by Mask of the Red Death. I've never read it. I know not. I know very little about it. Never seen it. Know nothing. Mm-hmm. But I'm intrigued. It's about a plague, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The rich Timely. people all try to save themselves. Timely. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kristen stacked all my great mouse <laughs> detective plushies on top of the microphone.
<laughs> and they're balancing. <laughs> and they're balancing, and it looks good. Yeah. yeah they're, they're all up there. I'm, I'm a woman of many talents. <laughs> <laughs> My blushing's having a good time atop this microphone. They're just taking a snooze. Mouse stacking. You're just napping. Just napping. Yeah. Just hanging. Being pals. Yeah, Radigan's great. He's very evil. <laughs> He's very evil. He's just, I, I... I, I always, I don't know. I, recently I've found bad guys that are just kind of over the top evil and do their evil for the sake of evil. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, you know what you're after. You know what you're after? It's fun, yeah. you know? He's a professor. He's a professor. He's here to be evil. Driven to criminality. Maybe that's what he teaches. <laughs> like, like, a, like a like a strange rat complex. Radigan is very good. And Radigan is um, underappreciated, as I've said about basically every facet of this movie over the last hour we have been discussing it. But there was a, um, oh, I have to find it. I don't know, people just like Radigan. At least the people in my, in my internet circles, which admittedly is a curated internet circle of people who like the things that I like. Radigan fans? Yeah, Radigan fans. I liked. Sorry. Who did you like, Kristen? Olivia's dad. Those big little glasses. Hiram Flash. And he just didn't want to do evil things. But and his he had daughter. A Scottish accent. Yeah. And he was What's so cute with his little mustache. Hiram. 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 If you watched Riverdale, you'd be very familiar with a Hiram. <laughs> I did. I did, in fact, say that he was Scrooge McDuck. You did. For 30 years. Scrooge. You did, and I love that. I didn't know that, and that makes me very happy. Here are the Funko Pops I have that I just found. Oh, yeah. Look, he's in his, he's in his regalia. Yeah. Yeah. His eye just took over Mousedom regalia. I like the whole outfit. Yeah. They all look very nice. Mm -hmm. They're really cute. Dawson isn't there, which makes me upset. That is very rude. Yeah. You should write them a letter. And complain about Right now. People want a Funko Pop of... This kitty. The mouse, not the cat. Would buy it. Yeah. I never got into Funko Pops. Which I guess makes sense because I didn't get into anything. anything. <laughs> I was going to say, what would you get? They don't make Funko Pops of magic cards. They do. Actually. Damn it! They make Funko Pops of everything. All but right. like, I'm not super into like the magic story. So okay. I don't have, I don't have any like favorite characters or whatever. I have the Wally Funko Pop. And a friend gave me the Burt Macklin one and nice. Jughead Jones. Nice. One that I want to I want to find it in the wild. I don't want to search for it. I just want to see it. It's the Baymax. Yeah. Funko Pop. I've seen that one in the wild. I have At not. Comic Cons and such. I have not been to a Comic Con. Ever? Ever. Hmm. It's very tragic. It is. I would like to attend. Yeah. I never do. They are a good time. They are a good time. Yep. Consensus reached. Good job. Great Mouse Detective. The Great Mouse Detective. Great Mouse Detective. Greatest yeah. movie ever. I just Googled Everybody Funko Pops. Watch it. And uh, in Google's little people also ask section, there are 
What is the rarest Funko Pop you can get? What is it? What is the rarest Disney Funko Pop you can get? What is it? Is there anything hidden in Funko Pop heads? <laughs> and what is the hottest Funko Pop? <laughs> so... I want to know the answers to the first two questions, and I want to know what people think the answer is to yes. the fourth one. <laughs> Number one through four are all Freddy? Freddy. It just says Freddy. I can maybe look at this oh, thing. Is that like five, five guys at Freddy's or whatever, five nights at Freddy's? Just like draw a shape on your leg. Yeah, it felt nice. Freddy Funko. You never just like... Who's Freddy Funko? Throwing a shape on your leg? No. Hmm. It's the National Spelling Bee. And some of the kids would like spell out the word on their hand. It was actually historic. In the 94 years since, or that they've been having it, they've never had to do a spell off. So what they uh -huh. did is they just read a list of words to these final two children. And they had 90 seconds to try to correctly spell as many words as possible. And the girl spelled 26 words, and the guy spelled, boy spelled 21 words. 16 of his were correct, but 21 of hers were correct, so she won. How's about that? They've never done that before. 94 years. I said that on the radio. It was a big deal. I did not get, like, leading up to that when they had words, mm -hmm. not a single one correct. And I felt so bad for the boy who lost, oh. because he was trying so hard to keep yeah, it together. And nervous. I wish I could be like... You are 11 and so much smarter than me. Like, I didn't get a single one of these right. Like, kid, you are going places. You can come back next year because you can do it grades five through eight. And he was a seventh grader. How's about that? How's about that? Yeah. Did you find out who they think is the hottest and also the most expensive? Disney and regular. The, uh, the three rarest are Freddy Funkos, who I guess is the Funko mascot. I don't know. It sounds like. But there's also a glow-in-the-dark clockwork orange one. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess that makes sense that they would have them for literally everything. Because they have them for literally everything. But there it is. Apparently there are only 12 ever made. And each of them is signed by the CEO huh. of Funko. Wow. They sell for 13 grand. Why? Wow. Funko. Funko. I didn't click on the hottest one. I don't want to get put on a list. <laughs> <laughs> it's falsified scarcity. That's what they're not. And there's falsified nothing hidden scarcity. in their heads. There's nothing. They're hollow. Hmm. Sounds like someone who doesn't want me to find the treasure. I was going to say. Something like that. Sounds The article is, do Funko Pop figurines have brains? <laughs> or other things hidden in their heads? No, they don't. There's I don't know why, there. but that made me think of, did you see that tweet about Sid from Toy Story? Like, this kid didn't know they were alive or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Okay. Proceed with your, your, your discussions of... Funko Pops. No, that's it. That's it? I was just looking up the uh, the magic the magic card Funkos. Magic card Funkos. Yeah, they're not, I don't know. They're not for me. Not my thing. Unlike the Great Mouse Detective, Which guess what number I gave it. <gasps> Ten. I think you gave it an eight. I gave it like an eight or nine. I think it was really good. Yes. It definitely reminded me of like good the classic Disney. Good. 
<laughs> I'm just punching the air because I'm happy. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of like the classic Disney, like Robin Hood. I really like yeah. Robin Hood. I like that one a lot. I do think uh, that this one was good in that I feel like sometimes I go back and I watch older things. Also, just like, you know, when you're an adult and you watch something made for a kid that is still good, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same magic that it held mm-hmm. as when you were a kid. Um, I was expecting to be more bored because of life. But no, it was, it was entertaining. Yeah. Because it's a good time, and it's only an hour 15 minutes. Hour and 14. Fuck you. <laughs> Big fan. I don't think. I don't want to know how long the Great Wall of China is. <laughs> also, an hour and 14 minutes. God. The Great Wall of China is one hour and 14 minutes. (laughs) The actor, Val Betten, Betten? who played Dr. Dawson, was an American actor known for using an English accent in all of his roles. Love that for him. Yeah, he was uh, Dawson, and he was also the Sultan in both of the direct-to-video Aladdin sequels, as well as the TV show. What? Yeah. That's fun. And the Bishop in Shrek. Ha. Um, what else did what else did Barry Ingham do? I looked this up once upon a time, and I can't remember off the top not of my head. Not anything I had heard of. Okay, not that much. Um, he. He was really says good. That though. He was in like two hundred British and American TV and film productions, but like most of them were things I had never heard of. He also did like some Broadway stuff. He was King Pelinor in Camelot. Okay. He played opposite Angela Lansbury in Gypsy. Um, and was opposite Sarah Brightman in an Andrew Lloyd Webber thing. Good for him. But the in the 90s, he was a doctor whose name is Irwin something. Irwin? Irwin 1138, <laughs> a doctor from the 25th century oh. in Josh Kirby dot 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 time warrior exclamation point, a six installment film series about a time traveling oh. kid named Josh Kirby this trying to find some sort of meaning to life. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> there's an alien device that gets sent, that gets split up and sent back through time and Josh Kirby has to go find the pieces, okay. as does Irwin from the 25th century. He's a villain. Intriguing. Who, uh, yeah, who is the same guy who voiced Basil. I love his voice work. I, just, I, I really like when people put their heart and souls into their animated work. And both Vincent Price and Barry Ingham really brought it. Yeah. I love the way he rolls all his R's. Professor again. I can't do it, but he does it really well. <laughs> should we um, should we talk about next time? Yes, we should, we should I am talk about next time. that you gave Great Mouse Detective an eight to a nine. Eight to a nine. Eight it's to a nine. Eight. So eight. in great. conclusion, we we veered off the track a few times, listeners, but um, Great Mouse Detective, great Disney movie. You should you should watch it. And then, um, and then, um, you should all sign a petition to get Disney to make a cute little Basil and Dawson show where they solve mysteries together. And sometimes Olivia shows up because they all remain friends. And That's fidget. how it goes. And fidget. And fidget. Fidget. You sold the show. Still around. 
Which he even could still if, be around. Even if Radigan isn't, though probably he is. He could be if you wanted him to. You know, it's flat. like it's like fine. He probably just like fell on like a heron flying by. Yeah, that's probably hair. right. Yeah. Flying. Flapping around. Yeah. Here and you're more like... Around the river Thames. more like yeah. <laughs> London, yes. England. I don't thing. have the room, David. <laughs> I also thought you said herring at first. It's <laughs> like, like a fish <laughs> leaps out, picks <laughs> out against ball just enough that he doesn't die. Yeah. yeah. It's called movie magic. Use your imagination. Next time! Next time, I wrote an intro for the movie Kristen picked, <laughs> which got changed at the last minute, so I don't have an intro for that. But I no. will have one. I'll have this intro for later for a different movie. I'm very intrigued to hear what that intro is because. Well, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> you can't come up with it. Anything? Give me like three things you suspect from Love, Simon, and it cannot be Love or Simon. <laughs> well. Oh, spoiler alert. The movie's Love, Simon. Yeah, we're watching Love, Simon. Woo! I know that it's a teen gay love romance, romantic comedy. That's what I know about it. <laughs> Give me, give me two things you expect to see in this movie. Um, I expect they go to a football game. A football game? All right. Homecoming okay. game. Homecoming football game. Noted. That is what classic else? teen rom-com stuff. Yeah. That's one thing. You gotta give me two. Yeah. And... Band practice. Band practice. They okay. are in a band. What do they uh, play? Clarinets. <laughs> they both play clarinets. <laughs> they all play clarinets. clarinets. It's the all clarinets. Uses, the drummer uses two clarinets. <laughs> they tried to introduce an oboe once. Don't and talk to that person anymore. to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Their eyes turned red. <laughs> Their voices dropped eight octaves. The Love, Simon. That'll be for next time. Woo! Kristen, do you want to say anything that's not a spoiler about Love, Simon? It's one of my favorite movies. And I love it. And it was mentioned frequently in an episode of Riverdale. So, if Riverdale characters want to... Yes, you've seen it because I remember I was telling you how much I wanted to see Love, Simon when it came out. And then they had the episode of Riverdale back when you were watching where they all went to go see Love, Simon. And you're like, man... Everybody wants to see this movie. And I was like, yeah, because it looks really good. I had read the book beforehand. It's all wonderful. All wonderful. It wasn't It wasn't like a weird alt version of Love, Simon in Riverdale. They just went to see Alt, Simon. Alt, Simon. Alt, Love, Simon. Simon. They went to go see Love, Simon. It wasn't like Kevin went to go see it because Kevin's gay and obviously the straights can't go see Love, Simon. That only has to be the gay yeah. characters. Yeah. And then Cheryl and Tony were there. And also got together. Yeah. At Love Sort of. Great. They didn't like each other beforehand. That's when okay. when it when it sparked. Mm. At Love Simon. At Love Simon. Alright. So I'll great watch that movie. with this in mind. Yeah. Great. So that'll be for next time. Not I'm gonna scroll up. I keep staring at this other I mean I can spoil the movie that Kristen actually picked. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, in my defense, I picked this other movie because that's also one of my favorite movies, and they said it was my turn, and I was excited, and then I remembered um, that it's Pride Month, and I wanted to do something to celebrate that. So I changed it last minute to Love, Simon, and we will do the other movie at a later date. Yes, we did two of Hallie's favorite movies, Anastasia and The Great Mouse Detective, fairly close to one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... We threw Kristen a bone. <laughs> Just the one. Just the, Just one. the one. I don't even know if I expect the other movie to be the one we watch after Love, Simon. It would be grand, but I'm also like not holding my breath. Well, Although have, it has to be soon. We have a special episode we coming do. up for episode 68, which means I have to write an intro for that too. Um. <laughs> I have to write an intro before I watch it. We're doing a television series. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But we're doing the first season of a TV series that I've heard very good things about and know nothing about. Place your bets, listeners. Yeah. What TV show? Tell us what you think Your options is. are Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and that's it. It's not. It might be. It's not. Um, David so yeah. has David's a real Lorelai. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be for next time and... Two times from now. <laughs> um, yeah, so until then, so long, Kristen. Cheerio. David. It's not a goodbye <laughs> word. Cheerio. <laughs> Still not a goodbye <laughs> word. Arrivederci. Goodbye, Hallie. I can't think of a British way to say goodbye. What do they say? Good <laughs> evening. I can only think of Drake and Josh, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> Good day. Good day. Mm, quite. Yes. I best be off now. Bye. It's, <laughs> it's, it's getting late. It's getting Goodbye. on. It's getting on. So soon. It's getting on. And is it the crime that was staring me in the face? But I caught it before we went. Before we were stuck. You should play know. that song in the post credits. The post credits that we definitely have. Catching up, David. Yeah. yeah. There, there have been a couple episodes where I've put something after the theme song at the end. You're going to have to go back and listen to all of them because I don't remember what they are. It's something. That's the song Radigan writes. As a, in a totally normal thing to do. In a totally normal thing to do when you're not obsessed with each other. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye. <laughs>